Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini, and we are at Comic-Con. We are. We're in beautiful downtown San Diego. Um, it's nice. It's a little overcast. It is a you little You know, it's a little cooler. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yesterday was hot. Yeah. Hot day at the con. <laughs> uh, episode 225, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Our annual, on the road again. On the road. Our annual Comic-Con episode. We are in uh, yet another hotel. Um, yes. Yeah, it's great. Much better one than yeah. yours. Much better. Yes, yeah, our much, hotel is yeah. horrible. When you say not another hotel, you know, yet another hotel, it's actually two just today. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. checked out of ours, and now we're at Rick's. I haven't been on the road in five weeks, and yet still always in hotels. I'm still in hotels. <laughs> but I was telling you, I forgot. Like I forgot how to travel. All of a sudden, oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. Every five minutes, I was getting a call. Hey, uh, I forgot you? the charger. I and, forgot uh, this. I need my water bottle, and like, I forgot my. Can I borrow your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have known for a year. You guys have known for a year you're you're coming back to yeah. co-host the Kung Fu right. Extravaganza, and you still get that shitty hotel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know for a year. Well, this year you finally were. You took the initiative. Yes. This is our guest, by the way, Rick Myers. Hi, everybody. Yes. Uh, with for our annual Comic Con and action movie update, but you said yeah, okay, he, he's going to help us out enough. Yeah, and you booked us a hotel for like, next year. Yeah, I, I ask you, listeners, you know for a year you're going to be coming back to San Diego Comic Con, and you wait. When? How long did you wait before you got the well, hotel? We booked it in June. Oh, that we booked, about, really yeah. booked it in June. Yeah, we booked it in June. Yeah, and you still couldn't get a better place than that. No, no. Nothing, not... nothing's wrong with that place, by the way. But it is very, very far away. The and it is, and it is shit. It is shitty. <laughs> but other than that. Other than that, it was fine. Yeah. They're, 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 so they and say, meanwhile, I'm in a palace here. Yes, yes. you're we're like, two blocks away from the Comic Con. Yeah. You're five miles away, yeah. at least mm-hmm. five miles away yeah. from the Comic Con. And we had to take a shuttle bus. Oh, and they say free breakfast. And you go in this room, and they're this like these There's these prison guards, these prison well, they're well, they're trustees, yeah. they're they're convicts who have become yeah. uh, trusted, and they give you they ration out the eggs, and yeah, the, and they make you feel guilty. Do you want pancakes? Well, yeah, yeah. All right, all how right. many? One or two? Uh, one or two? Yeah, half a one yeah. or a full right. one. Like I I wasn't gonna go back for seconds because they would have been like yeah. no, and I yeah. still bet I'm paying less than you. <laughs> you probably are. Probably are. You probably are. So I said. So I said to them. Although I will say, I'll get your hotel next year. Yeah, although yes. I will say, Sunday, like yeah. uh, I'm coming back with my family on yeah. Sunday. Get any hotel you want for a much yeah. discounted. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a secret. Like, yeah. if anyone wants to come to Comic Con and you yeah. like, it's a too much money. Literally, Sunday night, the last night. Yeah. yeah. The hotels are dirt cheap. Yeah. And there's plenty of space. Plenty of space. Yeah, yeah everyone it's, has availability. Uh, you know, to tell I shouldn't tell your audience this because you can do that all week. Because what happens all the time is networks and studios drop out at the last second. And my friends, who I'm I'm doing I'm doing a little work for, doing interviews and stuff with uh, some of the stars, uh, they got a hope. They got at the uh, convention hotel the week before they came. They got a beautiful room overlooking the water. You know, so if you if you play it right and you're tenacious, it's certainly a lot better and a lot easier than working through the official channels where you have to do it within ninety seconds. Yeah, and you're oh, lucky yeah, to get yeah. anything. Yeah, it's like a radio call-in show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, it's kind of like one of these things where they go, "Are you with the Comic Con?" You go, "No." <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just vacationing with the family. Yeah. Do you have a room? Well, as a matter of fact, we do. So yeah. 
So you call the hotel directly. Call the hotel directly. All but right. now it's too late. Now that I've told you, <laughs> it's never going to work again. We're doomed. But now, Rick, um, I guess not many people know, do we, do we have the dates for Comic-Con 2015? We do, but I don't have them yet. I will have them by the by the end of the Comic-Con this year. We're in the middle of it. We're, we're you know, They released, they announced at the end of it, kind yeah, of? We're, yeah, we're recording. They admit amidst it we're only on this we're on friday right yeah yeah so it's saturday and sunday so by sunday we'll have the dates and people will start running because i think i told you 140,000 tickets that that were gone in 90 seconds from a crowd wanting them of 900,000 oh my god if these guys ever wanted to go crazy if businessmen take over this and fans it's taken away by the fans they will make this just a my monstrous fuster cluck because they'll want, they'll, they'll put out a million tickets. And a million people will show up. Where but, would wow. we put them? That's the question. It's bad enough now. I know. Now you feel, now you get to do your impersonation of a blood clot. Yeah. On, it's, through, going through these halls. There's certain times where you literally can't move. Right. And, but I've also loved the fact that the organizers have now stretched the convention from the convention center to the entire city. That you has know, helped so much. That North, outdoor yeah. interactive park thing yeah. is so cool. It's really fun. And, and then, it's everywhere. And then you yeah. also see, like, uh, just outside one of the hotels, there's, there's this giant Assassin's Creed yeah. uh, obstacle course yeah. you can yeah. run with people dressed up in costumes. And there's and stages yeah. everywhere, yeah. and there's all this cool stuff. Lincoln like, Park played last night. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. That's awesome. And my favorite thing is that when a studio or a network buys out a restaurant or a hotel... Last year, they literally had a Bates Motel in town. And when you go in, everything is refashioned. Yeah. The menus are refashioned to reflect the show that they're promoting. Oh, cool. Attractive people come to your table and give you freebies yeah. based on this stuff. So I'm planning maybe even tomorrow to just not even go to the convention center at all. And I'm just going to walk through the city and well, stop there's a in huge, places. There's a huge Game of Thrones thing outside mm-hmm. the convention center. Right. And the line was huge just yesterday. Yeah. Well, the coolest thing I saw was the Sharknado protests. Oh, yeah. oh they're holding up sides. And someone on a bullhorn goes, what do we want? More sharks. Where do we want them? In tornadoes. Yeah. Like, And then the, the um, God, what was that? All the guys in kilts. Um, oh, the new um, uh, stars s- show. Yeah. Uh, containment or something. No, I can't remember. Dang it. Now. One, of my, one of my roommates in here in the, in the palatial suite is a Sharknado girl. Really? Yeah, really? yeah she just left. I'm sorry. Ah. <laughs> she had to go to work at 11. So. Well, they're walking around with these signs that have shark bites they, in them. Yeah. Do they get to keep their shark cowls? I'll ask her. <laughs> they were, I don't <laughs> think so. She doesn't bring it back with her at night. Uh, yeah, so. they, they must, <laughs> everything must be rough. Yeah. The Sharknado producers so get what they're doing. It's called yeah. Sharknado 2, the second one. That's yeah. what it's called. <laughs> Colon, the second one. You think they watch 22 Jump Street? I think yeah, they yeah. And they, well, they know. The, well, the funny thing, and I, it's escaping me right now, but the guys with kilts mm-hmm. and the Sharknado people yeah. got in the middle of, I think, Front Street or something, and they're like, ah, and the cops are like, get yeah. out of the street! <laughs> it was awesome. It was this, like, nerd riot Oh, man. Yeah, they closed the entrance to the gas lamp, an entire block, so we wouldn't yeah. have room to move. Mm-hmm. They're being very smart. It's a, I can't remember the name of it, too, but it's it's a, like, time-traveling, um, like, romance story. Mm-hmm. The, it uh, seems the, sort of Highlander-ish. It's, yeah, but... Is romance, it Outlander? But romance oh, that's, that's it. it. That's, Robert, yeah, that's yeah. Robert Kirkman's new show. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Guy, you know, so he doesn't be a walking dead wonder. Right. You know. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's as usual... Uh, the quality of the stars is less, but they're all here. 
The only one who's not here that I was grievously disappointed about is the new Doctor Who. I'm just a, a rabid Whovian. And the fact that he wasn't going to be here, I just said, oh, that's oh, <laughs> so sad. Well, I think that's the thing. You know, every, you know, every we talk about how crowded it is. But I still come back to the same thing. Uh, and we were talking about this on our last episode with Sam Tripoli is, I don't think I wanted to leave San Diego. I love San Diego. Neither do the organizers. Yeah. That's why they're capping it at 140. Right. Because there is, if you want to see what, I think I mentioned this before, if you want to see what uh, Comic-Con looks like run by businessmen, New York Comic-Con. You know, for businessmen, for profit. While Comic-Con is still by fans, for fans. But now does it, it doesn't have any association with... No. Matter of fact, they won't let me do my Kung Fu show there. Because their attitude is, you're San Diego. We don't want any any uh, crossover. Really? We're our own thing, yeah. So Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, none of them can go over there? No, they're all gone. (laughs) Sure, they can go. Of course, yeah. Because they're not specific. They're not specific to the San Diego Comic-Con. My thing is the San Diego Comic-Con, you know, uh, extravaganza, although I rebranded it this year. Well, that's that's To have my name as part of the title. Smart. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, cunning, yeah. I mean, that's the way you do it. So forever (laughs) it will be, you know, Rick Myers' Kung Fu extravaganza. Mm -hmm. Now starring... Eric Jacobus. <laughs> he is a guest star. But now, um, where is there plans? Like, since you have the inside track and yeah. everything, is there plans to expand the convention center into the bay? Yes and no, because what the, there are let's put it this way: there are plans, uh-huh. but the rest of the year, according to the most accurate information, which means taxi drivers, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the the rest of the year has been horrible for San Diego. The, the oh. business has really dropped off. And that's one of the reasons you, you can see it over the history of the Comic-Con that sometimes San Diego loves us and sometimes San Diego hates us. This year, San Diego loves us unlike any other time in the history. Thank God you're here is the basic attitude oh. this year. And so uh, they don't even have to fake liking us. They're just, you know, please, please, please. Come. Oh, because all the convention money dropped off? Apparently. Again, according to our reliable sources, uh, uh-huh. the taxi drivers. Um, yeah. So you're saying they don't have the money to expand the convention? They have the money, but the question is, is it going to be worth it just for these couple of days? Right. To expend all that and the union stuff and everything oh, else, yeah. or whether we're just going to, since it's clear the Comic-Con fully intend to keep it capped at about 140,000 And tickets. just expand more into the outside areas. Right, which I think is better in the long run. Anyway, you get air, you get sunlight, uh, the relief on everybody's face when they come out of that convention center. Mm-hmm. But I, even so, it's uh, by putting it out into the city, it makes... You know, I thought yesterday was going to be Mob City after a preview night on Wednesday... Was, I could get around. No, you could it was manageable. Get, the floor yeah. was very manageable yesterday. The floor was manageable, but then also too, like when it, the fact that it t- overtakes the whole gas lamp district is yeah. so cool because like wherever this, you go, yeah, you're at Comic Con, even if you're not in the convention. The, the Sci-Fi Channel bought out a restaurant. Yeah, they do that every year, and that was so cool. And they had their their mannequins for whatever mm-hmm. show they're pushing, yeah. and it was just like. But it, it's more than the gas lamp too. Right. It's more than the gas lamp. It's spread out all over the place. Petco Field. Petco Field. All of it. Uh, yeah, it's just great. I, I mean, uh, for a while I was really worried um, a couple of years ago, but now it's kind of like, oh, I'm looking forward to going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite yeah, the, the hotel rooms and the airfare being jacked up. but All that stuff. What the, heck? the parking. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you guys have personal experience with that. They jack up everything. Well, let's yeah. talk a little bit about the, uh, the Kung Fu extravaganza last ah, night. Yes. 
Our third year doing it. Always fun. Of course, the technical fuster clock that I went through. <laughs> a little bit of issues with uh, playing some of the clips, but that's okay. That's to be let expected. Me, if me, that doesn't happen at one of your things, I'd be disappointed. Le, uh, well, like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I'll, It'd be I'll, like if you showed up in a regular shirt. <laughs> I would, I would. That's not going to happen. Yeah, would yeah, be like, what's wrong? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell the listeners at one point during the first half of it, I went, I know what happened. I died, and now I'm in hell. <laughs> I died earlier today, and this is nothing worked. But I think the fact that the fans who, so many of those people, they come every year, yeah. I think they it's part of the charm of the show. You've got, you've got a loyal fan base that I comes do. every year. Uh, and you do now, too. You now you've, yes. been, you've been co-host for three years now? Yeah, that's our third year doing it. And, and just to let the people, if they want to come next year or if they can get in next year, I've unleashed the guys. I mean, for years, I mean, you, you love letting me hang in the wind <laughs> when things are going wrong. It's like, comedy film nerds, say something funny. Dance, monkeys, dance. And you just look at me like, not going to do that. Yeah. You're the only, on your own, buddy. The only things we would say would be to make fun of you. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like... There was another moment you didn't see me where I curled up on the stage in a fetal position yeah. sucking my thumb because it was just not going right. It was so funny because mm-hmm. I really, I've made the joke, I go, it's like when you, one of your grandparents is trying to take a thick picture with their iPhone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as Santa Claus, I know what that's like. <laughs> so it was Jeez. just like... It yeah. was so fun and just to see the fans, the giggling in the audience. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, this is so great. Is it working? What's going on? Get off my lawn. It's like ah. when, uh, when... Well, then we got to see Robodope again. Man. <laughs> because you're like, oh, I guess we'll do... You, 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 and, you, and Robodope came on and you were like, oh, we don't want to see this again. I wanted to... And a large portion of the audience goes, no, 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 and he showed his new film, uh, Wake Up Juice. Wake Up Juice, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that was because of my screw-up and uh, inability to use the machine. <laughs> That's the ones we got to show. But Wake Up Juice... He it's dynamite. It's dynamite. He didn't yeah. write it, but he just brought in his stunt he team. He didn't direct it either. He no. didn't direct it, yeah. but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's wonderfully it's, it's done. got his stamp on it. It's got his stamp on it. And here's the thing, guys. Um, like I tweeted last night, you should follow Eric Jacobus. Mm-hmm. So if you follow my Twitter feed, which is at Graham Elwood, you'll get Rick Myers you'll get uh, and, and Chris's and Eric's. I tweeted all of them uh, last night. Follow him because the stunt people, which is his group, they're doing such cool stuff. Yeah. They have a YouTube channel where you can watch all this it's stuff. Great. And then we're going to be uh, we're going to be carrying the new DVD mm-hmm. that'll have the short films, and we're going to be working with the uh, with the stunt people on a project. We're working on something together. Yeah, we got we got something in development with them right now. We'll keep you guys posted on it because they're fantastic. And we want to kind of there's join just no we got to he's and, and put it all together. He does like martial arts comedy, yeah. Basically, yeah. like he always likes to play the schmuck. But the schmuck who's extremely talented yeah. and thinks his way out of something. And he's the only guy now, this is one of the subjects I think we're going to get into, he's the only guy now who fights in character, who understands how to inco- how to uh, communicate plot and character through action. Yeah. Uh, he's the last of his kind. Because I was complaining last year how nobody learned anything in superhero action movies anymore. Batman fights Bane exactly the same way despite having no cartilage in his knees or elbows. The first time he fights him, he you know, closes his fist, uses anger, muscles. Second time he fights him, exactly the same. No difference at all in approach. And he really, and Man of Steel, 
whoever shouts the loudest wins. Oh, Man of Steel. And, like, yeah. where, where do we begin? Well, tell us about that. Uh, <laughs> That's the least so of that movie this problems. year. Yeah, tell us about some of the movies you, show, uh, you showed last night. Well, because, uh, there was some very to, interesting stuff. To preface, to preface it, my complaint this year about American action is that it's so generic that you could digitally switch the heads of the yep. fighters without changing the fight in any way. In fact, you could even digitally replace the character with a character from another action show. And it would be exactly the same. There's no. It's. It's. They're literally a waste of time. These now, action scenes. Now, why? Let, let's get into that a little bit more. Why do you think that is? Is it the same stunt team that's doing every single show, or yeah. is it? Is it because there's no, um, there's no new voices. There's no diversity in the uh, like, like the different perspectives and styles of action. There like, is. The there's a lot. I mean, uh, Michael Jai White, who's the wonderful guy from Black Dynamite, mm-hmm. uh, will will go from personal experience in terms of how. He all, he has said to me, usually the person who the person who's the most talented and knowledgeable rarely gets the job. It's the person with the best line of BS. oh, in show business. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Well, how, how, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Is I mean, that, yeah, no, because we don't yeah. have to do I'm with it. Told it's true. Yeah, because in the comedy world, <laughs> the people that are the most knowledgeable about comedy yeah. definitely yeah. Green yeah. always get the job. Always, that's they, they always make movies, television. Oh, Comedy yeah. Central is stocked yeah. full of uh, knowledgeable comedians. That's it's, that's who the executives are. Yeah, and Dane Cook's doing the voice in Planes. Yeah, be that as it may. The um, yeah, what what has happened is, I mean, you look at Forbidden Kingdom, which is one of my great peccadillos, three great, the three greatest kung fu film minds in history, in film history. Uh, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and Yoon Woo Ping, the choreographer, were forced to do mixed martial arts. What kung fu is difficult for producers to get their heads around. Number one, because their attitude is that people want the NASCAR of action. They want generic, muscle-driven, angry, act-tough kind of behavior. And they is that why we get um, everything kind of looks and feels the same in Western action y- movies? Yes. everything. They, it makes it easier for the filmmakers because you just hand it over to the stunt team. Just, you know, do whatever you want to do. And it's the same stunt team? on each it, of these Not films? the same, but it has rapidly become the same because in order to keep working, you have to, the guys who were clever a couple of years ago uh-huh. are now just doing exactly what these guys want. Oh, mixed martial okay. arts, you know, and you know what mixed martial arts is mixed with. Crap. <laughs> but be that as it may. So um, you, you're saying, and it's possible that some of these uh, stunt uh, choreographers and fight choreographers, they're actually very talented, may have like some yes. voices and great perspective, but they're not allowed to do it because everything gets watered down. Yun Woo Ping, the greatest kung fu mind in the world, kung fu film mind in the world. You saw Forbidden Kingdom. That was his choreography. Right, because he will do as a good as a good um, crew person. He will do what the directors ask him to and do. We all get. I mean, look and show me. We all get the like. Hey, take the gig. Yeah, exactly. Right. Take the gig. I mean, don't like, make waves. Don't make. I've said it. I mean, if somebody came to me right now with a with a, a dumb sitcom, yeah. I would take it. Yeah, I'm not going to turn down that money. You'd be great <laughs> in a dumb sitcom. <laughs> Let me tell you, folks. Graham's the dumbest. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best. He's you would best. really make the, the dumb shine. Yeah. In that Thank sitcom. you. Thank you. So yeah. So feel like insults, but uh, I, I'm going to take it. As it makes. The, it makes. I mean, because Jackie Chan, I think it was Jackie or Jet Li who said it on a on a uh, a Chinese film. We have three months to film it, and we spend a month on the drama and two months on the action. And he says, when I come to America, we spend one month on the action, two months on the drama. So what happens is. 
that to make things go fast, just punch straight. Don't do anything clever. Don't do any. I mean, Jackie had this great story many years ago when he first worked in America on the big brawl or Battle Creek brawl. And the director says, walk from the door to the other door. And she says, okay, I'll jump through the door. I'll somersault on the floor. I'll jump up and leap up through the window. No, Jackie. Jump. Walk from the door to the other door. Okay, I'll do a spin. I'll go down on the sort of a break dance. And I'll flip, you know, do a double somersault in the door. No, Jackie. Just walk to the door. And Jackie goes, people don't pay to see Jackie walk. Nice. And they went, here they will. And that's what you're faced with. They want it to go as fast and as it's, smooth it's, as possible. It's so funny. They look at they look at um, action as just. I, this... I'm not, he's definitely not wrong. No. I, if there was a movie called Jackie Chan Walking, I wouldn't pay for it. I <laughs> we just downloaded. Yeah. The way the way Expendables Three was just you know. Oh wow! Yeah. So you said that, real quick. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Expendables Three. Somebody released. Somebody leaked it. Leaked a perfect print. Wow. The question is, I want to find out now whether it's the R-rated print, because they cut it down to PG-13, which a lot of the action fans are very upset about. They mm-hmm. cut it down to PG-13? PG-13, which, you know, just seems to be so sick. But their attitude is, oh, everybody likes you guys now, so we want the whole families to go. But let's oh be honest here, PG-13, I mean, let's... All the Dark Knight movies were technically PG-13, and yeah. they're very violent. People yeah. are dying. It's a very broad rating. We talked yeah. about this before. Yeah. I mean, you have everything from uh, a Dark Knight movie to, like, The Grudge, right. you know, being PG-13s. Well, or Pacific Rim, and Pacific Rim is like, what's what, what's so controversial about that rating that you would need a PG-13? Well, I was, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, the, I may, may have mentioned it in another panel, but when you look at Sons of Anarchy... And Hannibal on network. This stuff is so brutal, oh, God. so oh, yeah, violent yeah. that you know what is that rated? Oh, FX. I mean, when the Shield came out, FX just went. Ah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do this like HBO. He's yeah, quoting, like, by the way. Yeah, you know, he's they, quoting. They, they just, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, there's like naked HBO. sex scenes in yeah. the Shield. They say yeah, yeah. they. I mean, they say everything except like motherfucker. Right. Parental discretion advised. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, all that's right. they do. And, but but Hannibal's on network. Right. Not, I don't even think it's on a 10 anymore. Mm-hmm. Or at least it moved it around. And you watch one episode of that, and even as a person who's fairly jaded and seen all the Friday the 13th movies, it's kind of like, holy mackerel, jeez. Yeah. This is on yeah. what time? On yeah. Netflix? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, as far as ratings go, it's PG-13 is such a broad rating. I'm wondering if we need to start breaking that up now. Like, I mean, literally, <laughs> like, PG or eight, nine, because, 10, 11, 12. Especially, like, if someone that has kids, like, yeah. I'm very in tune with media and yeah. what everything, the content of everything, but yeah. there's a lot of parents that aren't, and I can see how they would get, like, confused or not know, like, oh, well, this is PG, this is PG 13, this is R. Yeah. When there's plenty of PG 13s a couple years ago, easily would have been R's. Oh, yeah. Easily. Absolutely. And also, it's why. You know, why yeah. is it for violence? Is it fantasy yeah, violence? Like, All this stuff. Now, yeah. I will give video games a lot of credit right now. Because a video game, you could actually look at the cover. Yeah. It tells you not only the rating, it tells you the age group, and it tells you every single piece of content right. that is uh, for mature audience. It'll say profanity, mm-hmm. violence, mature themes, yeah. nudity, nudity, anything. Yeah. So you know exactly what's yeah. in it. Well, I think that goes to a good thing. Because the MPAA is so ridiculous. They're like the TSA <laughs> of entertainment. It's, it's a Nielsen Ridiculously yeah. arbitrary. Completely outdated and archaic. And they'll Absolutely. just, you know, this, this knife... You know, is okay, but that breast is bad. Yeah, like, what are you giving doing? giving bully an R because it had two fucks in it. It's yeah. like you know, <laughs> exactly, it's exactly. Just, it's nonsensical. Yeah, yeah. 
it's very, it's very. Sick. I mean, what grade school kid hasn't heard those words by now? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. my kids have all heard it, at, yeah. not at home, but at school, and that's you know, if you look, think back, where did we learn curse words? Right. At yeah. school, at right. school, exactly yeah. from from, from te- your parents, yeah. from, teacher, <laughs> from your teachers. Yeah. So, so the situation, so Expendables was leaked online in a perfect print, unlike the new episode of Doctor Who, which was leaked online, but in a terrible print Mm -hmm. with black and white. Now, who do you complain to if the leaked print is a poor quality? Do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You you cry to the stars at night. How could you you deprive me of this perfect print of this free thing that I've stolen? Hey, Mr. BitTorrent, I'm going to file a complaint. Can I I call you Bit? Yeah. (laughs) Or is it Mr. Torrent? No, Mr. Torrent. You call me Mr. Torrent. The quality of your stolen material is yes. unacceptable. That's right. Um, let's, let's do the Conan O'Brien nerd voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into... Um, oh, the show. We can talk about the show. Yeah, let's get in a little bit. Some of the movies you you, you showed last night and then post-technical kind of... Post-technical snafus. Post-technical mm-hmm. snafus. So yeah. you... And you showed a, 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 a clip of the martial arts kid because Cynthia Rothrock and James Liu were there. Yeah. James which, Liu is mad at me, I think. Oh yeah, because I didn't show his clip reel. I showed Darren Shalabi's clip reel. Mm. I did because you know that was the first thing that started to fuster cluck. His right. putting mm. his disc in. He, I think he was really pissed. All right. <laughs> but we'll see. I apologize, James. I apologize last night. Um, well, it was great because yeah. Cynthia, who I've met now several times, she actually saw Chris and I. We did stand up in Burbank, and she came out to the show yeah. along with. Uh, she's, she's great. She's amazing, and yeah. and it was it was great talking to her. It's like you've been working on. It. She goes, oh, I've done five movies in two years. And I go, that's amazing. She goes, Well, there's a lot of years before that where yeah. <laughs> it was lean, and I really, I really, you get this sense of how she, you know she's been in the business a long time. She's a survivor, yeah. And she's just so happy, like, all right, I'm still working. And she started getting cast in movies in what her twenties, right? Yeah. Well, you know, if you haven't seen her original Hong Kong films uh you really owe it to yourself and we're talking yes madam with michelle yo lady reporter slash uh blonde fury with vincent lynn uh the magic crystal with andy lau uh she's done and uh, a millionaire's express with samuel hong and yun bio oh my gosh just she does amazing work now, we're gonna we get we're, those in the oh yeah we're sure. gonna get her on, get the on youtube okay you can well, YouTube. I, I guarantee that to the fans right now we we're gonna get cynthia on the show and we're going to just talk it's, about her career. She's got amazing stories, yeah. Because it's just like, y- you go back, and when you meet her, you're like, oh, this is nice. And, she's a yeah. yeah, and then you're just, like, you watch her, it's like, man, she's a badass. Yeah, she, she really kicks ass in those movies. Because you, you, you showed clips yeah. uh, last year mm-hmm. yeah. of, uh, of her earlier films. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was, and she was Guaylo, which, you know, the foreign devil in, in Hong Kong, and mm-hmm. blonde at that. And the fact that she got the kind of respect that she did. I always, I've always had a, the one time I got to go to the uh, Hong Kong equivalent of the Oscars, she and I sat in the back and she translated for me. Uh, she oh, would nice. lean over and go, and this is what this person's saying, this is what this person's saying. And I'm going, ah. She's fluent in Chinese? Better than me. Wow. She might have, you ask her the story and she goes, oh, it's just lying to him. <laughs> I was just making shit up. I was like that South African uh, deaf mute translator who was just making crap up. <laughs> but I bought it. I thought it was great. Yeah, she was, and um, you know, the martial arts kid has this whole anti-bullying theme, yeah. uh, which is really cool. And and uh, as I said last night, and I think I've said it on this show, you know, I, the, watching those guys, watching James Luke choreograph Don the Dragon Wilson and T.J. Storm was just. Really cool to watch. This is a low-budget action movie that has limited time, yeah. and they had to just and you just watch these three professionals. I can't it's, believe how quickly they're putting it together. 
It's amazing. Yeah. They're they're being very smart. I met the producer last night. He said, "I'm coming on stage," and I went, "No, you're not. <laughs> it's a pretty crowded stage as it yeah. is. Unless yeah. you know how to work a Blu-ray player." Thanks, you to you. <laughs> you're not coming on stage. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for your help. Thank you. Yeah, since you guys since you guys got on board, and now now we we have to beat people off literally oh, who wow. want to come on stage. Oh, it's, cool! It's uh, fun, you know, man. Yeah. And and all right, so talk about some of the movies that we saw. That yeah, well, you know, the I just we were talking about the American situation in terms of the generic action, and what's happening in Asia now is that of course China has taken over Hong Kong. They are punishing Hong Kong for being out of their reach for so many years. And and that is affecting the cinema as well. Meanwhile, because Hong Kong for so long was just autonomous, and yes. that's why all these great movies came right. out of there. Right. And now, and just politics and being able to run the city. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the China. There was, during the nineties, the triad took over. The gangsters took over, and there are some amazing stories about how Jet Li's uh, manager was shot in the head twice. Oh my God! He in his own. He was one of the worst triads ever because you know the triad took over the film industry and the triad of the gangsters, the mob, the mafia of Hong Kong and now China, and they there were good ones and there were bad ones. There were film loving triad, and there were triad who were lusting after actresses and actors, and so you wanted to get in with the good triad. Well, Jet Li's manager was not a good triad. I mean, he was reportedly, allegedly. One of the worst uh, drug and uh, flesh peddlers in all of Asia. Oh my God. And at one point, he was found in his own building, I believe in the elevator, with a hole in his forehead. But it didn't kill him. And they brought him to the hospital. And the story is, I'm sure this isn't true, but I just love the story. The, the, the gist of the story is true, but the specifics of the story, I can't believe are true. The doctors came in the next day, and he was dead. But there was one bullet hole in his head in which they found two bullets. Oh, my God. Somebody came in, put the gun over the, the hole, and shot again, finishing the job. And Jet Li looks at his watch and goes, I got to go to China and divorce my wife. I forgot. I'll be back soon. See you guys. And then his, his, I believe his sister and his mother said, Jet, we'll take care of this. And what they did was find him a wonderful represent, you know, managerial team of women in Hong Kong and throughout China. And were they good triad? They were not triad, <laughs> but they were Chinese women, mm-hmm. and you do not screw with them. <laughs> <laughs> now, when did, um, do you remember the year that uh, Hong Kong reverted back? 97. 97. 97. Okay. 97. 93 was pretty much the end of the cinema era. Everybody came running to America. Chow mm-hmm. Yun-Fat, John Woo... Jet Li, everybody, and they soon returned because they found the standard operating racism also that Hollywood goes by. Right. So they went back home once things had settled. But now, as most people who know cinema know, Hollywood is just kowtowing and kissing butt like crazy to get into China. Because China... Something, huge market. Huge market. of Something opens big in America, we're talking tops, maybe 5,000 theaters. Something opens in China, twenty. 5,000 yeah. theaters. And yeah, because there's an extra billion and a half people, people. or whatever. And, in, and, and they want them to forget about communism. Right, yeah. and also the theaters, yeah, the theaters are just growing every year. The audience is growing every year. And the prices are going up every year, which Hollywood... Man of Steel, there would not be, I believe, there might be, uh, because Zack Snyder was extremely clever. Um, there might not have been a Batman versus Superman without China. 
Really? Because they embraced Man of Steel. They loved it. And what's great for filmmakers uh, and producers especially, they love China because China loves big, dumb American movies. They like to make fun of it. The worse we look, whether it's Transformers 4 or Man of Steel, the better they like it. So that's... and. So it's an interesting double-edged sword going on. So they now. pay money to laugh at American movies. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Big yeah. dumb American movies. We're stupid. And then yeah. when they make something yeah, like as long as someone's paying for it, yeah. <laughs> just keep yeah. it in. USA. USA. You want a sixty-four ounce Coke? Come yeah. on. Here you go, America. <laughs> Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen's Monkey King, three D Monkey King, was an even bigger hit in China because it was avataring. It was trying to out avatar. Avatar. Uh-huh. It didn't succeed, but the Chinese also love it when one of their own does something that's American-like. When Jackie did Armor of God, which was his Indiana Jones, they that was that's still his highest-grossing film. Really? Yeah. So on the one hand, there's that going on. On the other hand, well, there's now, the Chinese government's power over cinema. Well, I, I got to ask this question yes. then. What are as far as Chinese audiences goes? What are the types of American movies that they reject? They're not interested in seeing because the government so stringently controls what American films gets into the country. I can honestly answer nothing. There is no film they won't accept because to get in, they already have been vetted by the government to such a degree that they'll run to see it. So the so anything that the government doesn't think will, I mean, they're not going to get the small little no. cerebral right. films in China. Uh-huh. They're going to get. Iron Man 3, and of course Iron Man 3 kowtowed by putting in Chinese scenes and Chinese actresses. So did Transformers 4. They put in Chinese scenes and Chinese actresses to the point where they're doing commercials during the film. Iron Man took a, a healthy swig of a certain kind of soy milk and was going, hmm, this makes me, you know, gives me the power Of a I Chinese need. soy milk. Chinese soy milk, yeah. And this is footage that we don't see in this country. I think it's, they did include it on the DVD. Really? I think oh, really? I don't have it, so I don't know, but I've heard rumors that it was. So on the one hand, that's going on. On the other hand, the Chinese government has had a horrible effect on Chinese film to the point where the Chinese Directors Guild did not give an award for Best Film or Best Director last year, saying we haven't done anything worthy of it. Because, as I've said, I said, I said of the show, imagine working with lunatic uh, studio executives then add a different government official every single day who has the power to say what can go in the film and what can't. And they show up on the set every day. Virtually every day. It used to be the triad would show up every day and ask for money. Now it's the government who shows up every day and says, you can't do that, you can't do this. Or even worse, my favorite is when they look up at the sky and they rub, they rub their chins and they say, you know, I think this film would work better with a pirate in it. And it doesn't matter whether the film is taking place in Vegas in the 1970s. I think it would work better in a pirate. I would recommend to people that they try to hunt down. Johnny Toe is still one of my favorite Asian directors or Chinese directors or Hong Kong directors. And he did a magnificent film called Drug War. He also did uh, um, uh, Election 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Election 2, subtitled Harmony is a Virtue, where he clearly states, he, st- he flatly, baldly states... That in its Not the pra- Reese Witherspoon. Matthew no, <laughs> no. Okay. Election one and two. It's that, available. That, 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 they didn't do the first one in China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he baldly states that Chinese scenes. in its pragmatism, <laughs> the Chinese government is far more insidious and dangerous than the triad. And then in a drug war, he has. Um, it's an amazing movie, but his most recent movie is called Blind Detective. It's an interesting. It's a nominal follow-up to his brilliant film Mad Detective. 
And in I it, I saw Mad Detective. Yeah, wasn't where, that great? Where he uh, has he can see all the different personalities. Yeah, he of can somebody. see the person's personality as separate people. Yeah, and they can be women, they can be men, they can be children. It's a brilliant movie, a brilliant mystery, one of the best ever. But he did a nominal follow-up called Blind Detective. But in it, there are scenes that make no sense. They're absolutely lunatic. There's a guy dressed up as an old lady for some reason. People are being yanked about on wires doing these ridiculous chase sequences. And what happened there was that was the influence of the Chinese government. Now, John, he, I wonder if like one of these governmental representatives that is on set, then when they see the final product, yeah. and they just go, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> They do, but you don't know what they're thinking. In other words, they go, perfect. Because we've been trying to destroy you. We remember election one and two. We remember that movie you made that said that we were worse than the triad. The triad who we've declared as a, uh, a patriotic organization in our world, which essentially is making them the secret police. So we remember what you said. Yes, this is perfect. This is exactly what you wanted you to do. Oh. Yes. So it's deliberately trying to destroy the film. In some cases, and in some cases it's just power. And you know, because 25... The opening of Jackie Chan's new film, Police Story 2013, mm -hmm. before the credits even start, there is a literal 45 to 55 seconds of name after name after name after name of, new, of credits you've never seen on any other film. Distribution producer. These were all the government guys. Oh, wow. They're before the title. So yes, I mean, and count the number of people. And they're basically, and it's also a show of strength. Yes. Just like, just so you know, yeah. we call the shots here. Exactly. And, and all the movies that I showed last night are responses to it. Virtually, just like in the golden age of samurai film, mm -hmm. when every single samurai movie, be it Baby Cart in the Land of Demons or Zatuichi and the Doomed Man, or any of the movies were all basically saying, Bushido doesn't work, the Bushido code of honor, because humans, you know what humans are like, they'll screw it up, they'll corrupt it, they'll compromise it. The movies, all the movies coming out of China now are either tacit uh, collapses to the government, as, as Blind Detective was, mm -hmm. or they are very cleverly designed screams of Kung F.U. to the government, as was uh, Firestorm, mm -hmm. which is the Andy Lau picture, where if you watch it understanding that Andy Lau is playing Hong Kong and yeah, the, the villain is playing China then you will go, oh. No, you explained that last night, and I was like... It and made, we saw that clip last yeah. night. Yeah. It yeah. made so what much sense. What was the sense. name of that one again? Firestorm. 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 It's coming out... Everything I showed last night is coming out from WellGo USA in America, who is now the, the best and only game in town. They're the only ones outside of... The, finally, the Asians have wised up, and they are no longer selling their, their films to the Weinstein Company, who routinely destroy them. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, but now the Weinsteins, I just talked this morning to a costume designer on the prequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which um, the Weinsteins are finishing up, written by the same Native American who wrote Forbidden Kingdom, so you know it's going to be good. Is Chow and Fat going to be in it? No. Oh, oh no. So. Donnie Yen. Uh. Donnie Yen. But Michelle Yeoh is in it. But I'd still, you know, it, it, shit runs downhill. Same and, director? No, no, oh no, no! no. Ang Lee would not get anywhere near really? that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know who the director is, but again, it's going to be as far. I'm fearful that it's so. Going crouching to be, Tiger, hidden prequel. Hidden, 
Hidden Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, so... Hidden bullshit. <laughs> so the Weinsteins are no longer ruining, except Snowpiercer, which they tried to ruin. So, um, so where, where can people... You were doing this last night. Where can people get go to WellGo if they want to get these? www.wellgousa.com. Uh, you can also slash subscribe, and you get their latest newsletter saying oh, great. stuff is okay. coming out. Firestorm is not out yet. But most of the films I showed last night are already out in beautiful DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah, check that out, guys. If you, I, I know, I know many of you guys are, are huge fans of these films. So um. it's hard to go wrong with WellGo. Uh, and also, of course, you can always email me at Kung Fu Rick Myers. Leave the K off of Rick for karma. Kung Fu Rick Myers at gmail.com If you need any explanations, for in other words, anybody who sees Firestorm goes, it's just an overblown. Absurd movie because as I explained, any Lao gets blown up more times yeah, like than we saw any human five or six or seven times in one in a, in a scene near the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, and you, you would go, well, this is just a silly, overblown movie. But once you understand that it's really a, a veiled reference to how China is treating Hong Kong and how Hong Kong won't die no matter what they do, um, then then it suddenly becomes a revelatory film. Now, what's what was the Kung, the uh, Bruce Lee um, oh, clone movie? I'm glad you, you mentioned that because after everything I've just said, the only guy who's having a good time in China is the greatest schlockmeister probably in the world now, Wong Jing. Wong Jing has been around forever. He was uh, he made his most famous films prior to China taking over were Naked Killer and God of Gamblers with Chow Yun Fat, both of which are well worth your seeing. But he's a madman, and he's already gone through so much during the Triad period before China take over. The Triad knocked his teeth out. They they <laughs> you know they didn't we didn't like what you say, but even that he comes back from. And now the big difference is that no matter how constricting uh, China is, production in China is magnificent. If you want to make a movie with a million people in it, with a million costumes and a million horses and a beautiful, incredible sets, China's the place to go and you can do that for a buck and a half. Because as you know, China has empty cities. They built entire cities which are totally empty. And they have the land, they have the people. So <laughs> Wang Jing is going, you give me money. How is I'll that do, possible? I'll do whatever you, you have want. Um, a billion people in a country that has a population problem and you have empty cities. Look up ghost cities. There, there are developments, entire cities that are developed. When I was in China last, we would literally come to the end of the highway. The highway is like I-5, I absolutely beautiful, and then it would just stop. And it would be gravel and dirt. And it's kind of like there's no sign. It's just kind of like, all right, we're done. And we would drive other places, and highways would literally be growing beside us. They have to keep their economy going. They just keep developing. So what happens is these guys would develop this entire city, a little city, perfectly done, hoping people would move in. But nobody did. And they're all over the place now. It's really wonderful. I can't wait to. I'm going there to, to shows in Hong Kong. Yeah, it might be Shanghai. I can't well, wait to see. Well, you should do a ghost city tour. I'm gonna... The ghost city tour alone, <laughs> Graham alone in the middle of the city. I mean, if they offered me to do a pro communism yeah. movie, I'd be ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. Yes. Oh my God, they would treat you because you know they they call us Guaylo, you know, Harry sure. for, the foreign devils. I'm Mo Guaylo, which is Harry foreign devil, and they do they love watching us scrape. They love, you know, kowtow three times, now kowtow three, so three more times. Keep kowtowing until you start bleeding from your forehead. But Wang Jing, Wang Jing's attitude is, 
as long as you give me the money to make the mm-hmm. film, whatever you want. Well, let's let's talk about a little bit where we're at with the state of action movies right now. So we're sort of midsummer. Oh yeah. Um, the action movies that have come out so far. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Um, that was pretty good. I didn't notice who the choreographer was on that, but you know that's. Well, it was funny. I was we, I was talking to Eric um, Jacobus about about Edge of Tomorrow because it is it is a you know a Groundhog Day, which yeah. Ropa Dope is, is basically Kung Fu Groundhog Day, right? And you know the thing that I loved about it that Eric and I were both talking was was they did some. There's a lot of great jokes in Tom Cruise how he dies, where he comes back. Yeah. Like they do a lot of funny jokes, and also as he's learning. Um, to to get further on down the line to defeat these aliens, I, I you know it was really and and if, if this is Emily Blunt's going to start being an action star, I'm on board, man. Yeah, she's yeah. Great. I, I never would have picked her, yeah. based on the work she's done in the past. I think she's a great actress, yeah. but as a testament to a great actress, a, a great actor is a great actor, mm-hmm. and with the right director and the right script, you can direct them into doing anything. Yeah. I remember Jason Alexander would always say, "I'm not funny at all." Mm-hmm. But the scripts and the direction on Seinfeld made me hilarious. Yeah. And I think that's because he's a good actor. And I'm very glad to see, because there was a period of time when, when Hollywood was really trying to diminish the female lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Laura Croft From movies. 1930 to when? Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> to, yes, just yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things you notice in my show, they never give Asian women any sympathy, quarter, or reserve. They're fighting. They're getting beat up. They're not, you know, they're not just jade vases in the corner yeah. anymore. And they're beginning to do that in America. In addition to Edge of Tomorrow, we'll probably eventually talk about Lucy coming up with Scarlett Johansson. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's coming up. That's. Uh, I hope that one's not going to be dumb. It really could go either way. It, it opened this weekend. I think I'm excited to see it. I want to see it. When we get back it. from Comic Con, I'm going to go see it. The advanced word is that it's a very fun B movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the kind of, and also her as Black Widow. So yeah, she's given, of course. she's given good scenes. And despite the generic aspect of the fight scenes in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on TV, um, uh, Melinda May Migna is uh, do, given wonderful scenes, and now they're having the Agent Carter mm-hmm. with Haley Atwell. Mm-hmm. And so women are really getting their due. Where do you, I mean, the, the summer we've had thus far, Rick, what, what are the action movies that stand out to you, and which are the ones you thought just kind of dropped? And what are you looking forward to? Um, well, you know, after... I loved How to Train Your Dragon one, mm-hmm. and I was horrified at How to Train Your Dragon two. Really? Yeah, it was. I felt I was listening to your reviews of it, and I thought it was joyless. I thought it wasn't. If you look at the first one again and how well everything was designed and how and you know and this one not only was it predicated on a uh, wildlife theory which has been roundly debunked, you know the the, uh, the mob mentality of animals or whatever. To have the, the spoiler alert, uh, tragic thing that happens in the movie not be addressed once it happened. I mean, and to have the leading character kill, a, the heroic leading character kill another heroic leading character, and then just sort of go, okay, mm-hmm. we did it, so that's done. And we're just watching this thing. It's very pretty, it was very eye-filling, but it made the same, the exact same mistakes that how, uh, to Kung Fu Panda 2 did. Oh my God, I said the exact yeah. same yes, thing you on did. the podcast. I was, yes, I was at home yelling at my, <laughs> at my uh, iPhone going, Chris is right! <laughs> What's the matter with you, Graham? Graham you doesn't like sword, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? I like steel. I like Rick. steel. Yes, you do. You do. Hattori Hanzo steel? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to bring a Tai Chi sword to our next meeting, and you are not getting out alive. Anyway, 
So, yeah, I was, um, I, I've been very disappointed, but not really. I mean, I went into Transformers 4 knowing what I was going to see and being fine with it. I, I'm offended at the comment, I went into Transformers 4. Yeah. <laughs> I, I make it a point, whenever something's wildly successful, to go see why I think it is wildly successful. And I always try to look beneath the things, because I... I really, and you're gonna, you're just gonna take that pen and jam it into my ear or eye. When I'm I already this. regretting not bringing yeah. my katana. To yeah, this, that's right. This oh, thank God you didn't. You, you have better luck with the pen. <laughs> but the, but I put Bay on the same, not the same level, but the same area as uh, Avatar Boy, because they Can work I? on, a, yeah, they work on a different level. They do. They truly do work on a different level. And while I while, gotta disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, while Michael Bay, Michael Bay is working on the Wong Jing level, he is shameless, and he will not change his vision for any reason. He knows his audience, and his audience responds. Well, I disagree with that in the sense that Wong Jing has talent, and he's just oh, a lot of people would argue on that point. Well, but go ahead. But you know yeah. what I mean, like like he's well, shameless. Yeah, Michael Bay doesn't. Yeah, they have any talent or ability or purpose. I don't, no. And I, I think, Michael, like his, I I think, think Michael Bay like also is a cynical marketeer, and all he's doing is, um, ah, this is what they want. And give he's it to. a dick. Yeah. Now, where anyone I, that's ever worked, I'm going to give. James I agree Cameron, with most of that. I'm going to give James Cameron some credit here. Yeah. I mean, he's a filmmaker who cares about the movies that he makes all the way back from. Um, if you hear his stories about how he was working for Roger Corman and the shit he had to go through to get the first Terminator movie mm-hmm. made. I mean, he's a filmmaker that's come up through the ranks and has made some great action movies, yeah. And but he's cared about them. You know, um, I think that all went to crap with Avatar, but he's got and again, a... again, I disagree with that. So but he's got a... Uh, he's got a... Um, we're not in Kansas uh, think, anymore. Yeah. Do people know what Wizard but of Oz again, was? I've, I've already told you. I've already told you. I've already told you guys that he writes all of his movies specifically in a different voice. And in that case, he was writing as a 15-year-old. He already said he was writing it as a 15-year-old. And a 15-year-old is not going to come up with new dialogue. He's going to come up with cliches he's seen. But, of course, you can't argue with the box office. Mm, I, well, and you can. It's easy to say all oh, those people are idiots. No, I'm not saying they're not. No, 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 no. Here's the here's the issue. You you can yeah. have two separate discussions about box office and uh, artistic merit. They right. don't necessarily are in sync, but that one doesn't justify the other. His visual no. art. Uh, James Cameron is a visual artist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he knows what he wants, and he gets what he, he wants. He knows what he wants, no he matter gets what, what any of us think. Sure, and he, and he wants to push. The boundaries. That's his whole thing. I mean, yeah. his underwater documentaries, yeah. all he's, that stuff. He's an amazing yeah. fellow. He's an amazing guy in that regard. Um, and and the, my issues with his script were he wrote as a 15-year-old boy who there's no way anyone's going to make a Wizard of Oz reference 100 years in the future. Of course not, but he doesn't care. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, like, but that, that, as a screenwriter. Unobtainium. I don't want anybody yeah, writing as a 15-year-old boy. I want you to write as a successful screenwriter. That's how I want I you to write. I completely understand that, but at the same time, I admire the chutzpah that he made Titanic as a sure. 1910 melodrama, and he made Avatar as a 15-year-old's fever dream science fiction film. Sure. And it both, both of them worked. Undenied, not artistically for you, but for an audience, and you can call them NASCARs if you want or whatever. And for me, I understood. I like whenever a movie makes more than a hundred million, I like to go see it and, and and try to figure out why. So you've seen every Twilight movie? I have actually. <laughs> 
I have. So have I. I saw I saw Sex in the City too. Wow. Now that's, that's how commitment. that is commitment, my friend. Although I have to admit to being an audience be the only male audience of tweens and uh, and that was for Twilight too. Yeah. It's not it's not unpleasurable. I mean, I I've, I've spent more time looking at the audience than I did the screen. <laughs> but um, all right, so what else have you seen? So what's this? Transformers 4. Let's see. Um it's so it's so many things just went through my brain. They were so biodegradable, mm-hmm. and and everything. I'm trying to think of anything this summer that hasn't been disappointing to me. Uh, I did Captain America was pretty. Great. I like Captain America a lot. I like mm-hmm. the X Men a lot. Yeah. yeah. But the the problem I had with the X Men is that the Quicksilver sequence is so exceptional that it it puts the rest of the movie in shadow. There, mm-hmm. I kept on expecting them mm-hmm. to come back to the same exhilaration as that. Scene. I agree. Those were. Amazing. That sequences. was an amazing yeah. sequence. Now, well, let's uh, let's talk about then any action, whether it's small action, mm-hmm. Asian or Western, that's come out that's not involving superheroes. I mean, what has come out this this summer, uh, other than Edge of Tomorrow? Can you think that, of anything that you? Um, <laughs> not off the top of my head. I mean, Snowpiercer kind of was actiony, but it wasn't. Oh yeah, it it, 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 it had Korean. It, yeah, it had elements of action, but there was also a lot of like we, I talked about before, satire and comedy. And, right. Uh, science fiction, but uh, Snowpiercer is fun, even if you don't like it, because you know you're not going to see its like anytime soon. No, no, and I, I, I said uh, yeah. that too. There's like, yeah. there's no, there's a movie like this is you're not going to see every day. It, no, it's, it's why I, I haven't seen yeah. it. It's why I want to see it, just because I'm like, well, this um, is an inventive idea, and mm-hmm. and and I so loved um, the host. Yeah. That I, I just like an inventive director. Like, and did, even, we, did we get a Jason Statham movie this summer? No, that's going to be Expendables 3. Expendables 3. Expendables, Expendables 3, 3, okay. Yeah. So that's really the non-comic book action movie of the summer is, that's still coming out is Expendables. Yeah, no, it's very interesting what's happening because television is getting so much better yeah. and the screens are getting so much larger and the clarity is so much... You don't have to worry about the projector bulb at home on your right, TV. Right, right. So what the things that... the thing, I've enjoyed the most this summer for whatever reason was they came together. Really? Yeah, the the Wayne Showalter uh, satire or romantic oh, comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh yeah, my gosh, I've heard, heard great things about just it. Just sit back and relax and enjoy. And mm-hmm. you know, again, you're not going to see that in a major motion picture. It's on video on demand. Right. Most of that video on demand is becoming the place to go to just relax. And not come in with a, you know. Sure. Because the other thing, the bad thing, and I am a fan, I'm a longtime fan, I, it's hard for me to go into a movie theater without a chip on my shoulder. Well, yeah, but you, know, you, you make an excellent point. And again, Sam Tripoli said this last week because video on demand, you pay whatever, six, seven bucks, and yeah. you pay anything, and you're at home, and you're like, great. And you choose to watch it. You choose to watch it. Yeah. When you go and to it's a movie. 10 bucks for two people. For like, two you know, people. And we don't have to pay for a babysitter. That's right. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, you go to the movies, yeah. even just when I go alone, it's a. A lot of money, man. Especially yeah. L.A., it's twelve, yeah. thirteen dollars, yeah. and and uh, and all that money you have to spend. Let alone if you're married with kids right. and babysitter. All of a sudden, it's a hundred dollar night. So it's like I remember one of the reasons I was so mad at at Green Hornet was I had to see it in three D. Yeah, I was married at the time. The t- yeah. It was thirty two fucking dollars to right. go with, my, and I was like, and this is the bullshit. This yeah, gift you yeah. give me? how dare you? It's and, really like going to a high end restaurant and they give you fucking Taco yeah. Bell. And you know it's. It's another thing that's great about VOD is I'm sure they're out there. I haven't found them. VOD, no filmmaker I've ever seen who put their film on a VOD said looks at me in the audience or in my couch going, "You're an idiot," and right. I'm just going to give you crap for you because yeah. you're an idiot. You know the way you feel Michael Bay does. You're not. Video on demand, uh, Netflix, 
whatever, their attitude is, we like you. We want your business. Yeah. We need to find you yeah. because we didn't get a wide release or whatever. Yeah, and let's have fun. And let's the, have fun. the economics of it are different. Yeah. A film can make much more money for the distributor on demand than having a theatrical release. The pie gets split up in a much more um, favorable way to the distributor. Right. Now, it hasn't quite trickled down to the filmmaker yet, but... Uh, but when you really have the a, artists got yeah, fucked. Yeah, isn't That's, that weird? I'm, I'm the, gonna write this but, down. But yeah. the, uh, the, the the distributors are now making the choices to go video on demand quicker, even with a simultaneous right. um, theatrical release. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is a great example yeah. of that. Yeah. And we're missing the elephant in the room, by the way. Raid two. Oh yeah. Oh man. yeah. We talked about that last the, night. The action of actions. I mean the the. I mean. As most people know, I'm a kung fu guy, so I'm not really that interested in closed fist, anger-driven, muscle-driven kind of stuff. But Raid too. I mean, geez, uh, that's probably the best, as far as I know, martial art movie. It's not a kung fu movie, but it's a martial art movie, and it's one of the best. Now, this ever. when we get back to distribution, this is yeah. an interesting case of that's one that I wished was on demand because it yeah. was difficult to find yep. in the theaters. I had to go into Hollywood, like I couldn't. So I couldn't think, you know, no theater around me was showing it. So I'm like, oh, this would be a great movie to just watch on demand, and I could just watch it at home. Could not find it. Time for my annual conspiracy theory (laughs) (laughs) As usual, um, for whatever reason, they have decided to make it difficult. Snowpiercer, the same thing. They decided to make it difficult. But Snowpiercer was on demand. I could yes. get it. And they and they were hoping that, that you would miss that, too. But we were a little more savvy than I think they were expecting us to be. And they recently put out the thing, oh, we, just like they were surprised that Hero made $50 million. Oh, we were surprised it did so well on VOD. Yeah, because you didn't want it to. Mm-hmm. Why? That's, again, I'm not sure. The, there's a couple of valid theories, which is, and, and they're backed up now by what we were talking about before, how generic the action is. If they suddenly start accepting action that isn't generic, more time is going to be spent, more training will have to be given, more accidents will happen. They are much more happy to have generic, close your fist, roundhouse punches than they are clever stuff. Gareth uh, Evans, who did Raid 2, who, uh, he's... He's like Wong Jing in that he's ma- they make so much money. He's the David Lean of mm-hmm. Indonesia, even mm-hmm. though he's Welsh. Uh, and they've, they're already so far into profit by the time they come here. Anything they get is gravy. Mm-hmm. So they don't care they screw up their distribution. They don't care if it goes out there. We action fans know Raid exists. Although, again, I'm so horrified by my audience. Uh, the, the Kung Fu Extravaganza, these guys come specifically. They could go to 12 different things here at the convention, and many times I want to go with them because there's always something great going on. <laughs> but, and they come in just to see the action films, and the majority, as you noticed, did not see Ray 2. Well, you know what I think that is, though? I think that, I, I think that goes to what you were just saying. Yeah. They couldn't find it? Couldn't find it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know... It's on DVD now, yeah, now it is. It is. Now, yeah. now it's on DVD, and I yeah. think it's one of those things that they'll find down the road. Yeah. Because if you don't live in a major city in America... Yeah, that's true. I, I, good luck. But everything's downloadable. Everything's stealable. And if you like this sort of stuff... But then again, don't I steal. shouldn't talk. Yeah, don't you steal. should. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right, Karen. I'm sorry. <laughs> and a lot of people email us saying we wouldn't have known about these movies without you guys mentioning them. Yeah. Well, to, to go back to... And it. then they email back and said, I'm going to purchase this movie fairly... 
and above board yeah. Yeah. and legally. Which is what I did. Because <laughs> um, I so love the filmmaker and I so love the stars, there's no way I was going to rip this off. I have to, and I also had to get a beautiful, beautiful print that I could watch over and over well, and over and over. To go back to that, what fans said, uh, Sanai, big fan of Japan, um, saw Snowpiercer in the theaters in Japan in February. Right. Yeah. Um, so, it again, it, I'm hoping... That it already made plenty of money before it got here in the three theaters. It already put it, it was a huge hit in Korea. Oh right. And Korea is like the, at this point the third largest I think audience or maybe fourth largest. How did it do in North audience. Korea? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kim Jong Il loved it. <laughs> he said, "Kidnap that actress and bring her here." Yeah. <laughs> I love a movie where the uh, the people rise up and uh, yeah. <laughs> fight for yeah. themselves. All the governments are going, "Oh." not showing this. Let's hide this baby. <laughs> um, Alright, well I I want to because we're, we're running out of time a little bit I do want to talk about a documentary that I saw recently. It was a press screening. Chris, um, you want to go to lunch? <laughs> <laughs> we can, we'll be back. Yeah. How dare Probably you? By the time you finish. <laughs> um, was it about surfing? No, Chris. <laughs> it was not. It was about swords? It yeah. should have been about a surfing samurai. But it's <laughs> That's the new movie. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Jacobus in Surfing Samurai. He was on a quest to find the last bottle of coconut water. Right. Yeah. And this is, is this the Grand Nolan story? Yeah. <laughs> is this right? He befriends a dolphin. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> everything you write for Eric is really for Graham. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Just screw it. Just let Graham star. Eric will be there choreographing it. I fine. just wish I had his ability. That's all. Yeah, that's right. Start working, buddy. <laughs> I think we I think in the next life, yeah. I'll start training a little sooner. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, Eight. Uh, yeah. I I'll be start- Satoichi. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I saw this documentary called Alive Inside, um, and Kimberly Browning sent me up with a press screening. Um, it is everything that is great about documentary filmmaking. Wow. Um, for these reasons. It sheds light on something that most of us didn't know. Um, and here's here's what the story is. It starts out with this guy that was um, a doctor working in nursing homes. And the opening scene, and this is actually on YouTube, is uh, a guy in his 80s um, with dementia, catatonic. Mm-hmm. They put music from his era, like big band music on, and he literally comes to life it starts connecting synapses in his head and he's like, oh, I remember this song and I was, and it's just, you're just like, wait, what? So the first act of the film, and yeah, it's like 80 minutes maybe, is showing all of this and all of this happening. Then it's, oh, should be easy to just Put forty dollar iPods and headphones in nursing homes. We well, have the answer now. Guess what? Yeah. It is not. And a doctor comes on who works in nursing homes, and he goes, "The people that work in nursing homes are some of the most wonderful people on the planet." The this is going to sound shocking. The uh, you know medicine, the medical infrastructure. He's like, it's easier for me to write a prescription for a thousand dollar a month Alzheimer's medicine than it is to get a $40 headphones, headphones to, for these people to listen to music. He goes, it is, it's so incorrect. And they go into all this, like, first of all, it's kind of an American thing how we treat old age. Yeah. 
you know, like and, and, our, and our medical oh, industry yeah. establishment, the medical industry, yeah. the, the medical establishment, like the 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 the, the companies that block stuff, and yeah. it, and it's just like, and it goes into that, and it's just like, I mean, I was in tears, mm. and there was we were this was a press screening, so these these hardened cagey you know film critics who were just like especially Wah. online film critics, yeah, it's just yeah. like. <laughs> You know, these people, oh. like, see 10 movies a week, and they're probably like, ah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, there's there's not enough snacks at this screening. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do, unfortunately. And, 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 and yeah. you know, everyone was, like, emotionally moved. And then it also does that thing. So it, ed- it tells you something. I don't know anything about this. Now I do. Mm-hmm. And then also gives you a, hey, here's what you can do. Oh, excellent. excellent. Go to musicandmemory.org. Donate your old iPod. You have an iPhone now. You don't need your iPod. You can donate it. Oh wow! Donate or headphones your, your or headphones or whatever, and it's like holy shit. That's and I'm great. like, this is everything that a documentary should be doing. Yeah. And it was like a three year journey with this guy. Um, the soundtrack is uh, that one song, "Man on Fire," mm-hmm. because he's this guy who's like, oh, I'm not giving up. And 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 you know goes the route goes to Congress and then just roadblock 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 and then I won't give it away but then the solution that he finds is like it's amazing and it also lines up with everything we're doing with podcasting and this new medium and how we funded a movie on Kickstarter and how we're just circumventing. The status quo, be it show business, be it politics, be it the medical community, that's telling you, no, this is how it's done. Now, in this do-it-yourself, digital era, it's like, okay, I walk around you, man. <laughs> yeah, we don't need you anymore. Water yeah. goes around a stone, dude. That's right. So, good luck. I was born in the year of the snake, always under or around. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's And this movie, it's called Alive Inside, you guys. I'm not sure where and how you get it. Like most indie docs, I Flip. mean... Google it. Google it. Yeah. And and go watch the just watch the YouTube of these this old guy <laughs> coming to life with music. Like you're like, mm. what? Huh? How do we not know? And you realize like as Americans, we're so shielded. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. From it, from anything we can't buy. Anything we can't buy, man, and anything some big corporation can't control and triple the cost of. Yeah. And it was just spectacular. So That's I, wonderful. I cannot recommend this movie enough. So, and I will. I, well, maybe we could um, uh, see about acquiring it for comedy film nerds and then tripling the price of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, <laughs> stealing the money. Double yeah. feature this movie followed by Raid 2. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty darn good double feature. <laughs> you will cry and be excited. In, yes. In, in, in <laughs> and we're not going to tell you which movie to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the hammer girl makes you cry. I don't know. She makes me cry. (laughs) So check out a lot of Tears of joy. Um, All right. So uh, here's what's coming out on DVD. Nothing. Noah, as Rick just said. Nothing. So Noah, which is um, Transformers meets Gladiator, is (laughs) how I would would describe that. High praise indeed. So check out those gems. Mm -hmm. Um, It's too bad it didn't make $100 million. Otherwise, Rick would go to see it. I would have gone to see it. Yeah. Transformers Gladiator meets We Bought a Zoo. Yeah. I, that's all I see. I see movies that make less than a million and movies that make a hundred. <laughs> Actually, We Bought a Zoo is a decent film. It is. Noah mm-hmm. is no, not. Never saw it. Um, uh, coming out in theaters, we've been talking about this a lot, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Cannot wait. We will be doing a spoiler up of Guardians of the Yay. Galaxy. In fact, it'll probably come 
uh, out um, the same week as our regular episode, Jackie Cation, because she has read every single Guardians of the Galaxy book. Mm -hmm. She's excited to see this movie, and she will be doing the spoiler up with us. I don't know anything about this. Uh, I have not read any of these books, and the first trailer I was not on board with, but some of these subsequent trailers, I'm starting to go, okay. It it won you over. I'm really starting to get in on it. I'm I'm going to see it. I saw um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, knowing it was going to suck balls, and I, but I'm a comic fan. I'm a you know I started reading comics when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. I am going to go to Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm hoping it's good. I've never been a huge fan of James Gunn, but I like his work. Mm-hmm. And this so, might be the one that puts him over. I, have, I think this could be it. Don't you? Well, if, I have if, great faith in, in Disney. I do. I, which is a cra- isn't that a crazy thing to say? We didn't used to say that ten fifteen. Years I know, ago. and no. that's because you know I I have lived with Disney. I've written about Disney from from the very beginnings of my life as well as the very beginnings of Disney and they've had more more greats than they've had they've had classics Snow right. White and the Seven Dwarfs mm-hmm. then they had that terrible follow period uh, but then Great Mouse Detective came out I was on board and then Aladdin and then Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. and everything and everybody goes they're too big they're too soulless we haven't gotten a Fox and the Hound in a while which is yes good. right and but uh, even the Broadway shows, I know. You know, there's so much talent going on in there, and they put so much faith in their directors it, and their writers. It almost feels like they're going back to what Walt Disney did, yeah, which is I'm exactly. going to collect the most talented people, right, and, and I'm going to let them go. Do. Yeah, let yeah. them do their thing. Yeah, they did not have to do Winter Soldier. They yeah. could have just repeat, repeat, repeat. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to do Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. They could have just oh just do the same as before. Yeah, they could. They didn't have to listen to the people at Marvel. And yeah. the people at Marvel were like, no, this is the plan. This is how we should be doing it. Mm-hmm. And you or know, even the writer, the writer director of Iron Man three, who said, I'm going to do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang two, with Robert Downey Jr. And Robert right. Downey Jr. is going, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, go ahead. Yeah. Now I'm a little worried about you know the whole Edgar Wright situation, but not a lot. You know, with Ant Man, right? Taking of him off Ant Man. But then again, they've. Again, they've proven themselves over and over again, and not just. And that's also why I'm hopeful for Star Wars, and all the rest of it, because they have a level of quality that is unseen in Hollywood since the days of the studios. Yeah, it's 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 cool to see, and I and I, and I mean, I'm, look at who they bought. Yeah, you know, Lucasfilm, Pixar, right. Marvel, and look how Pixar and Disney are jockeying in the animation area. Mm-hmm. I mean, just Frozen. I will defend Frozen. It's and a the, great film. And the it cartoon that. Precedes it, to, you know. To, as soon as I to saw that, it, I was right on the podcast. Yeah. Like this is all amazing. No, no, you talked me into seeing it. I wasn't going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wreck It Ralph. I should it should have won the Oscar over Brave, but but that was Disney versus Pixar again. Mm-hmm. And right. They're short Same films company. alone. Yeah, they you don't know? care. They, they, yeah. They've got a winner in each every yeah. camp. Yeah. Somebody goes, you know, somebody goes, ah, Disney, you know, and they sniff, and I just put a pen right up. <laughs> Let me talk to you for a second. Yeah, no, they've they've really turned it around. So, Gar- so. yeah, well, I'm there. Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm, I'm excited there. for it. And then, of course, get on up the James Brown story. Uh, what's his name? Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And, and Dan he's, he's and I mean, honestly, uh, Craig Robinson's in it. Yeah. This I, I hope this is what this Chadwick Boseman guy just does. Just make I liked Forty Two. I thought he was very good as yeah. Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. and I James Brown, which. Hope it's worthy of James Brown. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it so far. I mean, it's a good trailer. Let's hope. It's a good Fingers trailer. Crossed. Fingers crossed. And yeah. then a uh, little indie film coming out, um, Calvary, um, about a priest. Let's all, let's all just, is there some way we can do a verbal shrug? Because none of us know about this. I have no clue. We have no clue. We it, sh- you should even have mentioned it. Because yeah, yeah. it's just making us look stupid. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. With, with Calvary is just one of these indie films 
And it's just, you know, it stars, I'll bring it up here. It's, oh, don't bother. Come, come on. Come well, on. Anybody, anybody write into them and say if they care about this. Well, it's starring Brendan Gleeson. Someone does care. That's true. That's, this, is a, this is a UK film. I yeah, it's a UK film. John Michael McDonough. He basically, uh, he's, he's a priest who threatens during a confre- con- confession. So then he's got to battle dark forces. So I can't tell if this is like a really wonderful, touching, emotional, like, a spiritual man who's got to make tough decisions, or if it's just like some the, supernatural thriller, or the priest is coming to town to clear house, or it's just, just like say your prayers. You I, know? for one, will take the anger of the UK audience upon me by saying, I don't care. <laughs> I'm a shallow, shallow man who likes pretty pictures. And colors and action. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to see what this is like. So, um, all right, guys. Well, that is our episode. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Rick Myers, where can people find you um, on the In internet? Your worst nightmare. That's right. <laughs> I'm uh, rickmyers.com, R-I-C-M-E-Y-E-R-S. Leave the K off for karma. I continue my martial arts and media column that I was had in Inside Kung Fu for many years with the latest reviews. You can email me with any Kung Fu film questions or even Kung Fu questions because mm-hmm. now I'm a teacher of uh, mar- uh, Kung Fu, not martial arts, although I can teach you to fight in five minutes, uh, at KungFuRickMyers at gmail.com. So you have a teach you to fight crash course? You yes. A, uh... Taught, it's literally three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. I can teach you to fight. Then you have to do your homework, which will take longer, but it'll be worth it. So it's like Fight Club. Like you got to go out and pick no. fights. Right? <laughs> It's far, far from Fight Club. We talk about Rick Myers' Fight Club. Highest form of Kung Fu, not to fight. Make your enemy your friend. My most effective technique, you seem upset, can I buy you a beer? Right. There we go. But this is actual. If somebody is so stupid as to attack you, we have a ready-made method where you can fell them like a tree. Nice. And of course, uh, your book that we carry at the comedy film. Yes. Store. Oh, you still do? Oh, that's oh cool. absolutely. No, we have, we have, Thank you. Yeah. Films of Fury, the Kung Fu movie book. Mm-hmm. Films of Fury, the Kung Fu movie movie. And also, we have a, um, a martial arts gift pack where Ooh. we not only have uh, Rick Myers' book, but we also have uh, Eric Jacobus' feature, yeah! uh, Death Grip. Death Grip. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have the you're going to have the collection gonna, soon. Yeah, we're going to have the, the short collection. Films collection. Soon, so we'll get that in the store. I hi- Oh my! I'm telling you, people out there, you have. Once that goes up in the store, get it without question. I'm telling you guys, search out the stunt people. That's his group. He's assembled this team of amazing uh, martial artists and stunt performers. And even more important, actors. Actors. And comedians. They're Mm -hmm. really solid. I think you'd call them martial art entertainers. Yeah. Like, they're just, it's so inventive what he's doing. So so you got to check him out. Um, and really, we talked about Rope Dope a year ago, and now there's a DVD we're going to have soon that you can see it. You and we'll be right. showing Rope Dope too next year. Yeah, Rope Dope is, is a great movie too, where it's it's also family friendly. Yep. It's great. Like I watched it, my wife watched it, my kids watched it, everybody loved it. Yeah, and um, I was astonished. I was I was yelling at him yesterday because I accidentally put on Rope Dope again. But still, the greatest reaction. And yeah. I said, and I, I turned, when I was coming out of the audience, I. Got in his face and went twice. It's working mm-hmm. twice. It's, it, I, it was. I've seen that movie probably three or four times, and I mm-hmm. had all of the same reactions yeah. last night that I had. He's the first so time. smart. Yeah, he's. I'm so probably smart. like between, close to ten because I when people come over, I show it. Like I, yeah. Neil and I watched it. Yeah, I do that too. The kids and watch once with my yeah. wife, and then yeah, it's, the, it's always the short subject between the kung fu movie of the night. Yeah, I do kung fu movie nights at home, and I always rope it up. Here we go. Check it out. Yep. Check it out. Um, all right, guys. So. Uh, 
We're going to go con it. We're going to go con it up. Yeah, so, of course, LA Podfest, September 26th to the 28th. Hotel rooms are going fast. We've sold mm-hmm. out over more than half of them. Yeah. Um, oh, and the link works, too, now. The link is back so, up to the hotel. There was a yeah. problem on, on Sofitel's end, but we've got that fixed. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got it fixed. They've got it fixed, yeah. <laughs> it was their thing. They had to fix it. Yeah, um, so, but, yeah, so it's all set. And like you said, we still have uh, half the inventory, but the, the schedule is going to be announced mm-hmm. soon. So. And there's also, if you want to buy uh, hard tickets, there's a link on our website. Um, Not yet, but there will there be. There will be mm-hmm. um, when this drops on Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, Check that out, guys, because if you buy your hard ticket through ComedyFilmers.com, we get a little taste, obviously, but we also run the festival. Yeah. So that helps. So don't worry too much about <laughs> don't it. Don't worry too much about yeah. it. Just buy the ticket. Doesn't buy, matter. Buy some tickets. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've added more sponsors, and which means more parties and more free food and drinks. Some cool new sponsors, too, like Trunk Club. Yeah. We're really excited oh, about having yeah. a brand. Audible, for the first time, is coming on board. They're gonna they're sponsoring the live video streaming, which we're going to do. We're, we're going gonna to be f- announcing details on that soon. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. You're going to be able to watch every show. Yeah. At the festival. At say the, you can't make it. Yeah. Uh, guess what? You're still going to be able to see the festival. Yeah. And if you come, you will meet Sanai. Big fan of Japan yes. coming oh. over to the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so Russell is Russell coming? Russell might come. I don't I know. Sure, I could have sworn you said, "Are we going to wrestle?" Is <laughs> we can wrestle the Australian miner. If That's a sponsor pays for it, we'll do whatever you want. <laughs> um, so uh, the yeah, Chinese government says we have to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I th- I know Aaron is coming. I know Vanessa's coming, and they're all going to meet for the first time in person. And yeah. we will film it for earbuds. Yay! Um, so, and then we will make them fight like a Real Housewives thing. Right. Okay, so it's going to be great. Um, so check that out, you guys. Uh, of course, at Comedy Film Nerds on the Twitters. The Comedy Film Nerds Facebook page. We are on Instagram as well. Yeah, and we're um, all, you can see some of the comic book pics we've been putting yeah, up. Yeah, we've too. been posting photos from the con, so let's check it out. All right, you guys, thank you once again to Rick Meyer. Yay! My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini, and as always, remember Han Shot first. first. Try it. <laughs> we're going to edit that out.